Wow, it is so good to be able to laugh, amen? Which brings us to the message today, laughter and its healing power. Laughter and its healing power. We've been dealing with anxiety, we've been dealing with stress, we've been dealing with depression, and in this series, we've got to take a positive note as well and tap into what God has provided for us. God has provided laughter, and it has healing power. I want us to look at Proverbs 17:22 in two different translations. The first one, the New King James Version, says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Now look at the Passion Translation. I love how it kind of pulls this out. And it says, a joyful, a cheerful heart brings healing to both the body and the soul, but the one whose heart is crushed struggles with sickness and depression. Wow, God is telling us here, He's given us a secret here that if you'll get into the Hebrew and break it down in the original language that God gave it to it, you get a better understanding. When He talks about a cheerful heart or a merry heart, that word in the Hebrew is a sameach, which means showing joy or you who rejoice. So it's not just a thought of joy. It's not just uh, talking about joy. It's someone who's showing joy or someone who is rejoicing. So you got to participate. So this isn't something that just spills over on you. You've got to participate in it. And when you do, it, it brings healing to the lave, or the lave, which is the heart. And it's not just this muscle that's beating in our chest, but it really is talking about the soul of man. Pastor Radika was on that just a little bit ago about how important the soul is and brings that connect of bringing and tapping into and a, bringing appropriation of all that God has already given to us in our spirit and brings it into our body. It flows through the soulish realm. So there's the, the lave there and the soul of man, the mind, knowledge, thinking, reflection, memories, inclinations, uh, resolutions, determination of will. That's where the soul is, where your conscience is, a heart of moral character, seat of your appetite, seat of your emotions and passions, a seat of courage. That, he says, a merry heart doeth good like medicine, the Bible says. So how exciting to know that if we would tap into the merry side of life, we're going to see this part of our life receive a supernatural a healing power of God. Now, I'm telling you, I'm not in any way putting my head in the sand. I understand that life comes with a lot of pressure. And uh, you and I can say amen on that. It's okay. It's not going to jump on you if you say amen. We're just recognizing in the life that we live, whether we're in school, whether we're in the military, whether we're in working with a job or we're an employee or an employee, let me tell you what, whether we're just raising a family, life comes with a lot of pressure. And... Uh, Kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, when we were on our trip to the West Coast and Pastor Radika's family over there, they're all into cooking. I tell you, if we lived over there, I'd weigh 722 pounds. They're just all into cooking. All the sisters are competing and, in a good sense. And what did you do? What did you do? Well, they came to the re uh, realization of these new uh, pressure uh, pot cookers, you know. And uh, not like this old, old the style one here, but, you know, it has a little floating thing on it and it's supposed to be safe and all. But it's so fun. They're like, oh, you, Rodica, you've got to have uh, this pressure pot, pressure pot. And, uh, and the thing's this big in the box. And we're like, how are we going to put that on the plane? And they're like, oh, we give you money. You buy it when you get back to, uh, you know, Virginia. And uh, we're like, okay, my mom's mom blew one up and blew the kitchen ceiling off. So my mom never liked pressure pots. It scared her as a child. 
And I found out that my mom wasn't the only one because when we went to her mom's house, the, oh, they had all gotten together for Christmas and we had participated, but we gave uh, Buna and Buna one. And Buna is the cooker, you know, she loves to cook, eat, eat. That's the English word she knows, eat, eat. And uh, so we go there and we see her pressure cooker in a storage room and not being used. And we're like, why aren't you, Buna, why aren't you using it? And Bunu, who's her dad, he's like, oh, boom, no good, boom. And we're like, so we pulled it out and said, aren't you going to, no good, boom. So we're like, okay, we're going to be really excited to go home and buy a boom and blow up our house, okay. But you know, it's this, uh, you know, and those old ones, sometimes the, the pressure would build up, and if the pressure valve didn't release the pressure, they would turn into a boom, you know? So that pressure valve is so important. And let me tell you what, when we live uptight and on edge, it causes pressure to build up in our bodies and it results in headaches and lack of energy and digestive issues and sleep problems and the list goes on and on. And a lot of these would be taken care of. It would just be completely taken care of if we just knew how to deal with stress properly. And one of the greatest relievers, the greatest stress reliever that God has given us is screaming. No, don't wait me to me and me too quickly, okay? Screaming may feel good for a moment, but that may be not it. Yeah, the one of the great stress relievers God gave us is fighting. Come on, let's fight. Let's fight. Uh, no, that's not it. He's pitching a fit, you know? Pitching a fit. No, that's not it. Reminds me of Pastor Radik and I riding down to Williamsburg one day, and we got into a little tiff, and, and I've changed the names just to make it funny, but, you know, this isn't real. <laughs> she's like, because she's already raving. When did that happen? But we got into a tiff, and we're riding down the road, and the country's road, the back road's there in Williamsburg, and, and uh, we've gone on for quite a time, just quiet, you know, kind of just, you know, anybody ever had that? You argument, you just get quiet on each other, look at husbands and wives looking at each other and say, we're doing it right now. <laughs> And then we went by one of these pastures, and it was a mule. And I said, is that a relative of yours? I broke the silence. I said, is that a relative of yours? She said, yeah, by marriage. (laughs) Go ahead and laugh. You're letting the pressure out right now. You're not going to be a boom, you know, boom when you leave here. The Bible teaches us that God created us in such a way that that laughter is a medicine to our bodies and our souls. It is a medicine to us. It makes you feel better. It releases healing throughout your body and it releases healing throughout your soul. You know that you can get you can get that depression healed through laughter. You can get that inner turmoil, that fear that you're dealing with can be run out by laughter. And if we're not careful, we'll be so busy in our lives that we won't take time to play. We'll be too stressed out to have any fun. But we've got to learn to get our lives back in balance. We've got to learn to balance things out. I've got a a, a picture here. You've got to learn to balance work and play. It's not all work and no play, and it's not all play and no work, but you've got to balance this thing out because it's not supposed to be either or. God didn't make us to work only, and he didn't make us to play only, okay? So you've got to, uh, uh, and most of us don't have to work on work because we already work too much, okay? So we may be like me, got to develop your sense of humor. You got to purposefully look for opportunities to laugh because for me, it's not easy. See, I grew up in the home of Jesse Duplantis. Anybody know Jesse Duplantis? (laughs) 
Well, my Jesse Duplantis was Jim Lambert, my brother. He's a year older than me. And he was the clown. He was the spotlight. Everybody wanted him at their parties because he would always make uh, gatherings easier, you know, uh, because he would have everybody laughing and, and it just kind of took away the pressure of the moment. So they would pay his way that he showed up. And I was always known as Jim's brother. So I remember meeting this guy and they were like, ah, yeah, you're Jim's brother. I said, yeah. What's your name? I said, Tim. And he said, okay, that's cool. Tim, Jim, yeah. And it wasn't long after that I bumped into him again. He said, ah, yeah, you're Jim's brother, right? And I said, yeah. He said, what's your name? I said, it's not that hard. Jim, Tim, come on. And my brother played it up too. My mom would say, Jim! And when my parents called, you didn't, you didn't wait. You had to get there. No matter what you're doing, you stopped what you were doing because, uh, you know, delayed obedience was disobedience. So she'd say, Jim! And then Jim would say, Mom's calling you, Tim. So I'd go running in there and I'd say, what is it, Mom? She said, well, I called Jim, but being that you're here, go ahead. And I need you to do this. And he played that thing all our life. There's other times I'd say, no, she didn't call me. She didn't call me. He said, okay, you're going to get in trouble. You're going to get in trouble. You more, mama's going to be mad at you. And he'd be being Mr. Conscientious, you know, I'm like, uh, and I'd run. He said, I called Jim, but you'll do. And uh, so my brother was always the clown. So I felt like in order to get our chores done so we could uh, go to football practice or whatever that we wanted to do, uh, the chores had to be done, that I had to be the worker. Jim got the fun and I got the work and talked to him about an hour yesterday and he has not changed one bit. He said, when I get to, he said, I get to work, they all come gathering around me and they want to know what's the latest Jim Bob story. They all call him Jim Bob. What's the latest Jim Bob story? And he's telling stuff about eating roadkill and all kind of crazy stuff and they, they believe it. He doesn't, I don't think he eats roadkill because when we eat with him, I'm hoping it's not, but nonetheless... He says it gets tenderized out there on the road and, and the buzzards help me. But nonetheless, he is, he is quite the character. Did you know psychology today tells us that the average four-year-old laughs 300 times a day? Now that Caleb right there, he laughs. He's not laughing right now because he's in church, maybe. But he doesn't. He laughs all the time. So much so, I'll go running upstairs and say, what is so funny? And he'll tell me, and it, I don't get it, but nonetheless, he'll just <laughs> laugh and laugh. It is, it is, Morgan, we all laugh at him laughing. So, Caleb, I know you're 12, but maybe you're still four. No. <laughs> so, the average four-year-old laughs over 300 times a day, and the average 40-year-old laughs only four times a day. Something happened. What is wrong? We've allowed the pressures and the stress of life little by little to steal our joy. Did you know that 20 seconds of a good, hard belly laugh is worth about five minutes of rowing on a machine? Man, if we just start laughing, we'd get fit. We'd get a, a you know, six-pack and we wouldn't have to work out. Come on, folks. Man, I like what Mike, Michael Pritchard said. He said, you don't stop laughing because you grow old. You grow old because you stop laughing. Mm. You don't stop playing because you grow old. You, you grow old because you stop playing. Tommy, he's a, seven, uh, he's a, a, a veteran, Marine Corps. He's 100 years old. And they were interviewing him and asking him, what's the greatest thing about being a hundred-year-old veteran? He said, I love it. I absolutely love it. 
because there's no peer pressure. Some of you need more coffee to get that one, but okay, it'll work out. Some of you today, and it's quite evident right now, have not had a real good hearty laugh in 30 years. Imagine not going to the bathroom for 30 years. Can you imagine all the toxins that would be backed up and destroying your health if you hadn't been to the bathroom in 30 years? Well, in the same way, your laughter has become rusty and needs some WD-40, okay? So that you can release those toxins that have been building up for years and destroying not only your body, but destroying your soul. You can't imagine, I'm telling you, you just can't imagine how much better you would feel and how much more energy you would have if you would just learn to lighten up and enjoy life more. Did you know one of the most common ingredients they found in folks who are 85 and older is that they never forgot how to laugh? That was one of the common denominators. Now, there was some uncommon denominators. There was one lady, 104, and they said, what's the secret to you living to be 104? She said, drinking three Dr. Peppers a day. She said, really? Three Dr. Peppers a day? She said, yep, three Dr. Peppers a day. She said, but my doctor years ago warned me and said, you shouldn't be drinking all that sugar on those three Dr. Peppers a day. She said, but I had to get another doctor. <laughs> so, oh, you got mad at him because of what he said? She said, no, he died. And I'm still drinking three Dr. Peppers a day. There was another lady, 102. They interviewed her. What's the secret? She said, I, I take my snuff every day. I take a little liquor every day. And I don't take any sugar. No sugar at all. So here's why not taking sugar and taking stuff that will destroy you. You know what? So, so, but the common denominator was that all of them, they still were humorous. They still laughed at life. We all have three ages. There's our chronological age, there's our biological age, and then there's our mental age. Now, some of you, as old as a prune, I know, chronologically, it's on the calendar, it's on your birth... Well, they didn't even write birth certificates when you were born, but I understand, that's okay. So, chronologically, that we all got that number. But then there's that biological, and thank God through the atonement of Jesus Christ who took the curse off of us to get the blessing on us, he tells us that those generational curses could be broken. So those things that have been passing biologically through your, your DNA and your bloodline, you can take authority over it in the name of Jesus and reverse the curse and bring what God did for us into in the, in the manifest of our body, uh, bodies. But this area here we have control over as well, and that's the mental age and the most important by far. I just talked to my mom this week, and she was cutting grass for the last time she thinks of the season. She's got almost an acre lot on the corner, so she's got ditches on a corner, so both sides of her property. She, she, she takes a hand mower and cuts the ditches, and then she takes a riding mower and cuts the big part, and then a weed eater and weed eats and at 75. And I said, Mom, you know what? Jim lives three miles from you. Jim, you should call Jim. See, Jim can't tell Tim because I'm up here in Virginia. Hallelujah. I said, you should call Jim. Jim would feel so good cutting your grass. He would feel like I'm paying Mama back for all that she did for me in growing up. Mama, why don't you call Jim? He comes for lunch every day. Tell him you're not going to give him lunch if he don't cut your grass. She says, wait a minute. You're not stealing my yard from me. That's, and she says, I'm only 50 in my mind. And as long as I'm 50, I'm going to cut my own grass. 
And I was like, whoa, I'm telling you what. So, so how is she so healthy and how is she out there still doing it? 75, what she does? Because in her mind, she said, I'm not giving in to what everybody says. Everybody says, 75 year old, you over the hill. She said, uh-uh, no, I'm still mowing the hill. <laughs> I like what Charlie said. Charlie said, aging is not a sickness and aging is not a disease. It may be a fact that sales may die and energy may lessen, but whatever is left should be used to live, laugh, and love as fully as possible. Hallelujah. Anybody going to make up your mind that whatever you got left, you're going to live, you're going to love, and you're going to laugh as much as you can. I don't know about you, but I've made up my mind. I'm not going to die an old grumpy man. Not me. -uh. I'm not going to allow myself to get sour as I age in life. I'm going to stay full of the joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength, so I have access to divine strength as long as I got joy. Hallelujah. And when my time is to go, I'm going to go with a smile on my face. I'm going to say, devil, I got every good thing out of this I could, and now I'm going on to glory to be with my Jesus. Hallelujah. you got to make up your mind. We all got pressure. We all got pressure, but you got a laughter, which is a relief valve that can let that pressure out so that you can enjoy this life. Studies have found that laughter, it helps to enhance oxygen intake. Oh, but the pessimist said, when you laugh in, you may suck in a a pollen or you may suck in, you know, something and choke to death. Tell that man to go, my goodness, and well, we'll stop there. Okay, it enhances oxygen intake. It stimulates the heart and lungs, relaxes muscles throughout the body. It triggers the release of endorphins, the body's natural painkillers. You're hurting all the time. Just laugh a little and you'll find the pain. You'll say, what happened there? Well, your body releases these endorphins. It has no side effects from some uh, chemical that you would take on the outside. And let me tell you what, you'll find yourself uh, with less pain. It eases digestion and soothes stomach aches and relieves pain and balances blood pressure. You know, you bring your blood pressure down by laughing. It improves mental functions, alertness and memory and creativity. I'm telling you, we need some creativity. I'm telling you what. What are we, ha- we going to eat today? Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, there's 732 restaurants within a mile radius. And we're like, where are we going to eat? I don't know. I think there's some, there's some old meatloaf left over. It's not growing anything, I don't think, you know. It's like, where's our creativity? Man, we're going to brain dumb, okay? we got to laugh. You, you'll find that it'll release what needs to be so your brain will start saying, yeah, here's what we're going to do, and, uh, and you will enjoy it. You'll find that laughter also helps to improve overall attitude, reduces stress and tension, promotes relaxation, improves sleep, enhances quality of life. Strengthen social bonds and relationships, just like Pastor Radika and I, how quick she is. You know, is that one of your relatives, that old mule? And she said, yeah, by marriage, you know, she's just quick. We laugh. Well, we made that story up, but we do get to laugh all the time. Thank God. And it produces a general sense of well-being. Did you know the Cancer Treatment Center of America found that laughter to be so helpful that they include laughter therapy in their program? Did you know that? That, 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 you know, folks are figuring out what God said is true, that the Bible is real. Thousands of years ago, wisdom that was given is like, wow, it really is true. Come on now. So don't, so, so you got to understand that there is validity in what God teaches us in his word if we apply it in our lives. 
I recorded some funny comments over the years from my aging friends. One said, don't let aging get you down. It's too hard to get back up. <laughs> One said, birthdays are good for your health. Study shows that people who have more birthdays live longer. Yeah, you'll figure that one out when you get some, yeah. Says, this one said, and I love this one. She was hilarious. She says, I have plenty of get up and go at my age. I get up at 1 a.m. and I go. I get up at 3 a.m. and I go. And I get up at 5 a.m. and I go. And I get up at 7 a.m. and I'm tired. <laughs> one said, I'm getting so old that all of my friends in heaven think I'm not going to make it. <laughs> or did, think I didn't make it. I'm sorry. They think I didn't make it. One said, do you wish some people would start using glue instead of lipstick? I don't know why I put that one in there, but I love it. Oh, my, my. There's some folks you kind of wish you would, instead of using lipstick, they would use glue. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Okay. Come on, folks. You got to develop your laughter. I'm trying up here. I'm trying up here. A joyful, cheerful heart brings both healing to your body and your soul. I'm trying to help you get healed here. I'm trying. Some studies show that when you laugh, it boosts your immune system. You know, flu, it's flu season, flu season, and you go, just laugh at it. Laugh at it. And as you're laughing at it, say, you ain't coming on me and my household. You know, we're not only under the blood. I got the divine call of God to laugh. <laughs> and as I laugh, my immune system naturally just says, nope, you ain't coming in here. Not coming in here. It reduces blood pressure. People who laugh regularly are up to 40% less likely to have a heart attack. Oh, did you know that? 40% less likely to have a heart attack when you laugh. See, laughter triggers the right side of the brain, which uh, helps release the, that creativity that I was talking about and helps us make better decisions. Man, you make poor decisions when you're grumpy and just all stressed out and trying to just bottle it up. See, laughter activates the body's natural tranquilizers, and it helps us to calm down and to sleep better. Dr. Rosin with Sleeping Angels, he tells of this lady who was struggling with uh, sleep for years, and she tried tranquilizers, and then she would get kind of immune to them. They wouldn't help her anymore. She tried different diets. She tried different doctors and different medicines, and nothing was helping. And so she goes to this new doctor, and he said, yeah, I've got a prescription for you. Every night before you go to sleep, I want you to watch something funny, something that makes you laugh. She said, how dare you? I mean, I'm paying you good money, and that's what you want me to just go and laugh? She, he said, yeah, it'll work. Has anything else worked? How's it going so far? She said, I'll try it. So she said she went and adhered to this day after day and month after month, and she saw she was getting better and better, and, and then she got to where she could sleep without any meds and without any assistance, and she was waking up refreshed, and uh, she found those man-made tranquilizers were, were really doing her more harm with some of the side effects, but this natural tranquilizer that God gave her was working in a beautiful, beautiful way. Could it be that you would release the healing power of God if you would just lighten up. If you just lighten up and you would laugh more often. I give you permission, lighten up and laugh more often. Could it be that those headaches and migraines and chronic pain and fatigue and even depression would go away if you would just make time to play and laugh and enjoy the life God has given you? 
I'm here to say there's too much sickness in the world today. And if we can turn some of it around with laughter, then why not lighten up? Why not lighten up? Come on, put a smile on your face. Put a smile on your face. You're looking at me like, mm, come on now, lighten up. Look at that funny person sitting next to you. Just look at them. <laughs> look at there. Yep. See that thing on their nose? Yep. Come on, tap into the healing power of God. Some people say, ah, oh, you're laughing at people. You know, we're laughing together. Come on, we all flawed. We're all flawed. I get home and my kids tell me, well, Dad, did you, you know, you pronounce this that way? And I, you know, and I used to get upset. You, you, say, you say this funny, Dad. You know, you, you, that, that must be that, that, that country boy still in you. You know, and I'm like, and I used to get upset. But I learned, you know what? Me getting upset is aging me. Me getting upset is turning me into a boom, a boom, you know? And I'm like, no. So now I laugh with them. I say, what did I say funny today? What did I do funny today? Well, Dad, you hear me? I said, yeah. <laughs> you know, one day I walked in there and I was fussing at them and, and, and they were doing something. And I just said, you know, enough is enough. And I went in there. I think I had electric floss water. I always like to chase them around with electric floss water. I know I'm cruel, but it is fun. When you see their face... Now, I've never shocked one of them, but I love their face. It's like they believe I'm going to shock them. It's broke now, so if anybody finds one and want to bless me for a Christmas present, I need another one. Okay, but I didn't break it on them. But I'll go in there, bzz, bzz, yeah, and they're like, ah, oh, that ain't, that ain't. Well, one time I walked in there with electric floss, and I said, yeah, y'all better stop this, whatever it is, and, and my pants fell down. And they are laughing, and I can't even chase them with it. I'm like, what in the world? And I'm trying to get my pants back up. Oh, my, my. I just learned to laugh at myself. Let me tell you, tap into the healing power of God when you laugh. You're, right now, y'all owe me. Y'all owe me a doctor's visit right now. I need some ushers at the door. You're not leaving till you pay. Come on now, because you're getting healed right now. Because it's laughter. No, it's completely free. There is no copay. There's not a deductible that you got to meet. It ha doesn't have side effects. And you can take it as often as you like. You know? You know, they say when you laugh, it makes your bladder active. So maybe we've got some motion in the... No, I shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Sorry, Sister Diane. She's like, there's a real emergency. Okay, gotcha. We, whatever. <laughs> I'm giving you a prescription today. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm going to write you a prescription. Well, I'm not one of those doctors, but I'm still going to give you a prescription. Okay. At least one hour, every hour, once an hour, you need to stand up and walk around. They say it is so unhealthy to sit, sit, sit for hours. So that gives you permission that if I go over an hour, you can get up and walk around. You can say, okay, Pastor, you said at least an hour, get up and walk around. So when I see y'all walking around, I know I've done hit an hour. I'm trying not to do that, but no, I, I, you got permission. And once an hour, drink some water, okay? I know it's only been 30 minutes, but I'm going to give me a little water. Okay, that felt good. Okay. And then once an hour, find something to laugh at. Now, that's going to be hard at first, but when you tap into this, you're going to start seeing funny in everything. Because, like I said, we all flawed, and we live in a flawed world, and there's a lot of funny going on around us that we're just missing it. But when you laugh, you got to release it out loud. This isn't that. <laughs> that's, that's the Baptist laugh. The Baptist laugh is. <laughs> okay, I grew up in the Baptist church, you know. 
you know, our Baptist praise was, mm, that's good. Okay. We're in charismatic church. Okay. We want you to raise your hands and shout and praise the Lord and dance. Hallelujah. But we want you to laugh out loud because it don't do you any good if you don't laugh out loud. That's the pressure uh, gauge that's releasing the pressure. And release those endorphins on the inside of you and activate that natural healing. Every time you laugh, you know you're boosting your immune system. You're reducing your blood pressure. You are lowering your cortisol levels, which are linked to stress. And, uh, and, and tension is leaving and creativity is coming. Just say, ah, ha, ha. You know, they say you can fake laugh and it helps. Now, that don't make sense to me if it's not really funny. But it's not it being funny. It's that laughing. And, then, you know, sometimes you can fake laugh and you can get yourself laughing at the fake laugh. And the next thing you know, it's contagious and others are laughing. And they say, why are we laughing? We don't know why we're laughing. But then we laugh the more because we're laughing at something that we don't even know what we're laughing about. Does any of that make sense? But somebody's got to be the leader. I'm telling you, just laugh. Ha, ha, ha. You know, you know, it's funny. I mean, funny. I mean, look at you. You look funny. Look at you. Yeah. You all look funny. Wow. With these bright lights in my eyes, you don't know what I'm seeing. <laughs> if you'll stay on prescription, I tell you, you're going to sleep better. You're going to feel better. You're going to get more done. You're going to make better decisions. Dr. Bakerman from the Heart MD Institute said, hazardous to illness. I like that. Hazardous to illness. I like anything that's hazardous to illness. Humor leads to laughing, smiling, and good feelings. Wow. Laughing helps people diffuse difficult emotions such as anger, fear, grief, and sadness. It's, it's the relief valve. And it relieves the pressure. It doesn't take away the facts of what you're dealing with, but it takes the pressure. It alleviates emotional stress, which enhances health by helping prevent stress-related illnesses. It boosts your immune system. I say that over and over as we go into this winter season. You need your immune system as strong as you can. Let me tell you what, laugh more. And when you laugh, it raises DHEA levels. These DHE levels go high. It's a steroid hormone produced by our adrenal glands, which go in and they are anti-aging in effect. So you've been buying anti-aging in a bottle. How's that work for you? You've been paying a lot of money and putting on masks that have been scaring the children. How's that working for you? But there's a natural anti-aging, God's anti... They tell you money-back guarantee, but they, you done lost the bottle or you've lost the receipt and you never get your money back and the mirror tells you it ain't guaranteed. Okay. But there is a natural God-created anti-aging agent in our bodies that is released when the DHEA levels go up and that is released when we laugh. And it's also anti-cancer, and it enhances mental abilities. I'm telling you, we need to learn to laugh. I'm telling you, I've got such corny jokes up here. You just laugh just because how corny they are. A patient walks into the ER and all upset. Nurse, nurse, please, please help me. I'm shrinking an inch an hour. I'm losing my height. Help, help. Nurse says, we've got an emergency right now, life and death. The emergency team is working with them. You're just going to have to be a little patient. Laugh at it. It's corny, I know. Doctor, doctor, my son just swallowed a roll of film. Don't worry. He'll be fine. Let's just wait and see what develops. 
The ER doctor asked the nurse, how is the little boy that came in who had swallowed the roll of quarters? No change yet, said the nurse. <laughs> how long has it been since you've had a hearty laugh? You've got to take your medicine. You've got to take your medicine. You just got it. Yeah. <laughs> $10 is coming out. Come on. <laughs> I know that when I work in my office and I, I don't take my prescription as I've given it to you and, and the stress is there of something I'm dealing with and it comes in the back of my neck right between my shoulder blades and it's a burning sensation that is almost unbearable. I used to think, oh, I got to take some pain reliever. I got to do this. I got to do that. I, but I've learned if I'll just get up and I'll go in there with these little monkeys. I don't know why. I've always called my kids little monkeys. I don't believe in evolution, but I, I just always call them little monkeys. I go in there and say, what are my little monkeys doing? And, uh, and, and, and then we, next thing you know, we're laughing about something or they're laughing about me and I'm just laughing with them. And then I'll go back to my office. The pain is gone. Absolutely gone. See, my, my pressure cooker was about to become a boom, you know, boom. Uh, but the pressure release valve of that laughter release it and now I can go back to work it's it's so important and laughter is good for relationships now I love it that my wife and children love to laugh thank God that they they are so much fun and did you know as, as I said earlier laughing is contagious you know you may say well my, my household they just like that mule you're talking about you start laughing you they'll start he honking e honking or whatever that they do <laughs> uh, you know, so that is so, so important. It, so it's my prayer. It's my prayer that you, too, will make laughter a part of your family. I mean, we're going on 23 years and we still laugh. We laugh. I mean, we have so much fun. It is just so great. And thank God. Thank God. It's not the fighting and the ripping and the silent treatments and all the stuff that could come with it. Man, just laugh. Did you know, you ever been in that tense situation and then all of a sudden something just struck you funny and you laughed and it just like diffused the whole thing? I pray that you will introduce laughter back into your family and let it release the stress in your family because let me tell you what, that is so important. I don't know if any of you, um, one of the funny things, I, I like Newhart. You ever watch the old shows of Newhart? And he was like the counselor and, uh, you know, there was one... one um, uh, episodes called uh, Stop Being So Serious. And I, you know, it's kind of making fun of counselors in a way, and, I, and there is validity in counseling, my goodness, so much. But it was funny in the way they did it. And uh, this lady comes in and she says, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here to see you. And she goes to lay on the sofa. He said, no, we don't do that anymore. Sit in the chair. And he said, uh, right, here's the rules. Uh, five minutes, five dollars. Uh, we're going to have this thing dealt with. And he said, five minutes, five dollars. You know, she said, yeah. He said, you'll have it done in Five minutes, yeah. And so she sits down. He said, okay. And uh, he says, uh, you know, I'll get you healed and I'll get you freed up in two words, with two words. And he said, she said, really? So let me get my pad and write it down. He said, well, you don't have to write that down. Most people can remember two words. So she said, okay. So he says, uh, what's the problem? She said, well, I have this fear. Since I was a child, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. I don't know if any of you all ever saw that one. And, and he said, buried alive in a box. She said, yeah, and it keeps me from, I can't go through tunnels, I can't get in the elevator, I can't even live in a house because the house is a box. I'm afraid I'm going to be buried alive in a box. So doctor, what do you suggest? And, and he says, stop it! Stop it! She said, oh, doctor, I'm telling you, my, you know, it goes back to when I think my mother, no, stop it! We don't blame moms and dads for stuff in here. Stop it! 
She said, well, well it's affecting me. Stop it then. She he said, but I, I don't know how to stop. Stop it. Just stop it. And he said, okay, that was three minutes, so you only owe $3, but I don't give change. And if you only have a five, it's five. She said, well, I think I'll take my other two minutes then. So she sits back down and says, I don't like the way you're talking. I, I thought I'd get a counseling approach. And he says, okay, well, well this, this will be a longer approach. I'll heal you with 10 words. I'll get you freed up from 10 words. She said, okay. And uh, she, so she said, well, let me tell you, I'm afraid of being buried alive in a box and all this stuff. He said, stop it or I'll bury you alive in a box. <laughs> you have permission to lighten up and laugh. I think I'm going to use that in my counseling. <laughs> that just looked like so much fun. <laughs> this December the 2nd, we'll be married 23 years. I got it right. Glory to God. People ask us, how did you make it last? How did you make it last? Oh, I heard the ministry's got a lot of stress. And I've heard about families, pastors, families living in a fishbowl of stress. How did you make it last? I said, we have three, three points to making it last. First, you got to love 1 Corinthians 13 love. We're not talking about Eros love. We're not talking about Enoch. We're talking about 1 Corinthians 13 love. Read it. It's got a long definition. you got to do that. Secondly, you got to respect each other. I respect her. She respects me. Marriage is good. And the third, you got to laugh. you got to learn to laugh at things together with each other. you just got to keep life fun. Keep life fun. And I need help on that because my brother... Stop it! Okay, I won't talk about my brother anymore. <laughs> so let's release the healing power of laughter in your body, in your soul, in your family. Job, in Job 5 and 22, it says, because of our covenant with God, you will laugh at destruction and famine, and you need not fear the wild animals. In other words, you can laugh your way to victory. So you, like Pastor Dick was saying, you don't wait till you get healed to start thanking God for your healing. You don't wait to get your financial breakthrough to, to start giving. You, in the same way, you've got to start laughing now. You've got to start laughing now. And when you laugh, you can laugh your way to victory. You can laugh your way to better health. You can laugh your way to new energy. There is power. God has given us power, divine, supernatural, created order power in our bodies that is released when we laugh. And let me tell you what, the enemy will try to spoil the plans of God. But let me tell you what, in Psalms 2 and 4, it says God sits on the heavens in, in the heavens and he laughs. He laughs. He's like, the devil thinks he's going to win. Ha, ha, ha. The devil thinks he's going to get Tim Lambert's family. Ha, ha, ha. The devil thinks he's going to get the Sharon's. Ha, ha, ha. And God is laughing because God knows the end. And he knows that he's already given us everything we need to have victory. If we'll just by faith appropriate it, take hold of it, and apply it into our life. And one of those appropriations is to just by faith start laughing. Say, I believe God's Word, and God's Word says that I'm healed, and my soul is healed, and my body is healed. When I laugh, so I'm just going to start laughing. I've got, by faith, I'm going to laugh. I, we give by faith. We worship by faith. We serve by faith. We need to start laughing by faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. 
He rejoiced in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Paul wrote that from Philippians 4 and 4 when he was in a prison cell. He was in a very uncomfortable place. He was in a dark place. But he said, darkness isn't going to overtake me because there's a light of heaven in me and I'm going to release it and I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In Nehemiah 8 and 10, the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's divine, supernatural strength given to us when we live in operate in the joy of the Lord it's time for you to turn your frown upside down and for you to open up your mouth and start laughing at the devil laughing at the devil come on now I love it I love it that we can embrace God's winning plan for us he's supplying all of our needs according to his riches and glory come on now he said He sent His Word to heal all my diseases. We not, shouldn't be fretting. We shouldn't be stressing over money and stressing over health. He said He would meet all of our needs according to His riches and glory. As long as you're stressing over it, you're staying out of the will of God. Start laughing at that debt. Don't go and add to it though, okay? Be smart. You've got to laugh and get creative and make better decisions. So start laughing and you'll stop adding to that debt. But laugh at it and say, my God is my supply. My God is my resource. He is my Jehovah Jireh. I love Him. He's my provider. And I'm just going to serve Him all the days of my life. Hallelujah. He has sent His Word to heal all of my diseases and by His stripes I am healed. And I've been redeemed by the precious blood of the Lamb. If the name of Jesus is for me and the blood of Jesus is for me and the Word of God is for me and the Spirit of God is for me. Why am I fretting? Why am I stressing? I'm going to laugh at this report because whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord and the report of the Lord says I am healed. The report of the Lord says I am filled. The report of the Lord says I am free. It's time for us to walk out the Word. Make it real. Make it the shoe leather of life. And if God says laugh at the devil, laugh at him. If God says, laugh at his plans, laugh at it. You think you're going to take me down? Ha, ha, ha. You think you're going to have my family? Ha, ha, ha. You think you're going to have my finances? Ha, ha, ha. No way. No way. God has a higher plan. God has a better plan. God has a bigger plan. And I'm going to do God's plan. Hallelujah. He's my healer. He's my way maker. He's my deliverer. He is my divine provider. Hallelujah. It's time for you to take your prescription. Come on. Let's stand together. Laughter and His healing power. I've shared with you the Word of God. You either believe it and walk it out or you don't believe it. I believe the Word of God. I believe the plan of God. I believe His purpose for my life and His purpose for your life. And it is not for us to be all stressed and messed up. It's not for us to be living in fear and in bondage. He wants you to come out free, men. He wants you to come out free men. Do you hear what I'm saying? He whom the Son is set free is free indeed. It's time for you to free yourself from old ideologies. It's time for you to free yourself from old lies. It's time for you to free yourself of the, uh, the curses that Satan has spoken over you and say, I'm stepping into a new day. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to enjoy this life. I'm going to embrace this life. I'm telling you, and if I have to start embracing it, dragging my leg, I'm still 
still going to embrace what God said uh, because I know the power of God's word is true. And the next thing you know, I'll be picking that leg up and I'll be walking. Do you hear what I'm saying? And it's time that we say, I believe your word, God. I believe your word more than I believe what I see. I believe your word more than I believe what I'm hearing and more than what I'm tasting and more than what I'm touching. I believe your word, Lord God. Your word is true. Your word is true. There's a day coming, the moon and the sun and the stars will fall into the sea, but the word of God will still stand. I'm going to stand with the word. It's the only thing that's going to outlast the catastrophes of life is the word. The house that is on the rock will stand and it's time for us to open it up and do it. And one of the things he says, you need to laugh. You need to laugh. It releases healing to your heart. And it releases healing to your soul. It releases healing to your body. It releases healing to your soul, your emotions, and your mind. Who will make a commitment? Say, God, I want to do your word. I just wonder if there's any guinea pigs in here who will say, you know what, I'm going to try it. I'm just going to try it for a week. Oh, God, I'll give you a week. I know that sounds terrible because it's God, but just try it. Just try it. Oh, my, my, you will find that God's Word is so true. Do you think the Cancer Treatment Center of America is adding laughter therapy because it's just something cool? Or do you think in all their studies and their clinicals, they're like, wow, this thing that's written thousands of years ago in God's Wisdom Journal is true. It's true. And we need to start doing it. Don't wait till you're in a clinical trial or under duress or any sin, start now. Let your immune system rise up. And, and as that immune system rises up, it'll kick out. It'll start, evic eviction notices will start going. You know, that high blood pressure gets an eviction notice. You got to go. You got to go. That diabetes gets an eviction notice. You got to go. You got to go. And it keeps going around. It says, you know what? That kidney, that kidney disease, you got to go. Liver disease, you got to go. got to go. That stomach problem, you got to go. That got to go. That irritable bowel syndrome, got to go. That neuropathy, got to go. That, that uh, vascular, got to go. Got to go. Got to go. Eviction, eviction. By what authority? By the authority of God's Word. In the name of Jesus, angels of heaven here to help me get you out. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand in your presence. We stand in your presence and we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us what looks like a simple plan, but if we will work it, we'll find that it is powerful. So today, God, we come to you. There's things that we've been dragging around, cares that we have been carrying. Lord, we have this thing we tell people, take care. Why would we want to do that? You said cast our care upon you because you care for us. So right now, Lord, we just cast our cares upon you and we ask you to forgive us, Lord. If you're here today and there's something in your life you feel like maybe you need to stand before God and just ask His forgiveness, ask Him right now. Don't wait. Just say, Lord, I come before you. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. I violated your word. I violated your precepts. I, Lord God, I've not been operating in faith. God, I've been living in fear. Lord, just forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. Lord God, I'm not going to carry any care out of here because I'm leaving it all here at the foot of the cross. I'm leaving it here at the altar. 
Lord, I thank you that you're willing to take it. You said I'm to cast it on you. I'm giving it to you right now. And thank you, God, for your forgiveness. You're cleansing me white as snow. I have no guilt and, and there's no guilt that wants to, will make me want to pick it back up. There, there is no unrighteousness that says I owe for my own debt that will make me want to go back and pick it up because I'm the righteousness of you in Christ Jesus. I'm going out of here cleansed. I'm going out of here made whole. I'm going out of here committed to your Lordship. And if you're not committed to His Lordship, I urge you right now in the name of Jesus, you can't be saved unless you're committed to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You cannot go to heaven unless you've surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Confess, confess it right now. Jesus, you are my Lord. That means you rule, you reign. I'm going to do it your way. Tell him, Lord, I'm here surrendering. Some of you need to re-surrender. You surrendered and took it back. Just re-surrender right now. Lord, I surrender my life to you. Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Hallelujah. Now I'm going to go out of here. And Lord God, I'm going to put my faith and trust in you. And I'm going to live life in balance. I'm going to work hard but I'm going to play hard. Lord, I'm going to work and play. I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to enjoy the creation you've given us. I'm going to enjoy the good things, Lord. The good things, the righteous things I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to laugh. Lord, and just ask God to do this for you. God, take any scales off of my eyes that I may see the funny, <laughs> that I might see the humor in this world. Lord, help me never to use a critical spirit and, and laugh at people to demean them. No, Lord God. We don't want the devil to come in here and play that. We want to be able to laugh at the differences and laugh at the, at the nuances of the funny things that are, are laugh-worthy. Help us to do that, Lord. Help us to see it and to be a joy for others to be around. Hallelujah. Lord, my commitment is to serve you all the days of my life and to rejoice in you always. Just tell him, God, my commitment is to serve you all the days of my life and to rejoice always to rejoice always lord i thank you you're going to give me the ability by your spirit to do that hallelujah as we close this part of the prayer i'd like for our prayer intercessors and prayer ministers to come if they would if there's somebody here this morning and you want to come and pray with someone have them pray with you they're standing here men and women of faith men and women that are ready to, to stand in agreement with you on any issue or matter of life. Maybe it's a loved one that's struggling, couldn't be here today, and you want to stand in for them in proxy, you can do that as well. But there's a prayer of agreement right here for you. If you need a personal prayer, we're here to minister. So you can just start coming right now. Just come, and these prayer ministers will pray with you. They will love on you. They will share the Word of God with you. Just come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't want anyone, we don't want anyone to leave here today. No one leaving here today that's carrying any weight of anything that you're not supposed to, because you weren't created to carry it. You can bring it here right now if you need to. Hallelujah. So if you need prayer, come on. Come on. And then I'm going to do a closing prayer and dismiss you, but the prayer ministers are going to remain and minister as long as, as we need to. So don't delay if you need to come. Would you come? Father God, I thank you again.
for your word today. I thank you for instruction and counsel that you've given us. Lord, I pray that we would not be hearers only, but doers of your word. That is, we would go into this week, we will go in your favor, we will go in your blessings, we would go in your anointing, and we would go in your love. Lord, touch your people in a very, very special way this week, I pray, as they go to serve and love on you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God.